I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Have you ever wondered how it might be to send messages to a friend who exclusively uses Signal via WhatsApp? In principle, a service that works exactly the way that emails do. Well, apparently, now that's possible. The European Union has proposed changes in the Digital Markets Act or the DMA. It is expected to enforce interoperability of messaging applications by the end of this year, which got approved just last week. It simply means that the DMA requires major messaging apps to collaborate. It basically wants iMessage and WhatsApp to be open to smaller providers upon request. That indicates someone who only uses Signal, for example, will be able to receive your WhatsApp or iMessage text. This amendment will, of course, make messaging more easy and supposedly give more options to the users. But what about user data? Privacy, for sure, will go for a toss if this law is implemented. Let me explain to you how. At this moment, experts are asking how end-to-end encryption will work across all platforms. The question is important because in order to execute interoperability, encryption features in all messaging apps will be simply weakened. Now, see, no two messaging applications use the same encryption. WhatsApp, for example, employs a customized version of the Signal encryption protocol. A report by Wired even suggests interoperable end-to-end encryption is almost impossible to achieve. The only way to crack interoperability is for all organizations to adhere to a single encryption standard. However, standardizing all messaging platforms would be a huge task. Each developer would have to practically recreate their whole encryption schemes as well as modify several features, which, in all honesty, might take years. The law also comes with some terms and conditions. Companies who refuse to comply with the new regulation will potentially face multi-million-dollar fines, according to the Wired piece. As a result, big tech corporations may be forced to follow this rule or face harsh repercussions. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. I am Farheen Khan, and here's the deep dive for March 31st, 2022. Sri Lanka is in the grip of a severe economic crisis, and here's what's going on. Sri Lanka's present concern is the lack of funds to purchase anything at all. The country, in simple terms, is completely cash-strapped. It is heavily in debt. It has a national debt of 119% of GDP, according to estimates. It essentially implies that Sri Lanka has borrowed more than it can repay. Since January 2020, the COVID-19 crisis has only exacerbated the country's economic turmoil. The cost of living has risen dramatically. Inflation has reached new highs in the last five months. In February, the rate of inflation was estimated to be 17.5 percent, and food prices increased by 25 percent. Since supplies of essentials are suspended, the government is forced to impose harsher rationing. For example, instead of one kilogram of milk each day, a Sri Lankan can now only buy 400 grams of milk. In another instance, due to a paper shortage, Sri Lanka even had to cancel examinations in schools. 
Daily power cuts of more than 10 hours are now in effect owing to a lack of hydroelectricity because of shortage of fuel. According to several reports, individuals are compelled to wait for long durations only to procure basic necessities like cooking gas cylinders and petrol diesel. But this isn't something new. For many years now, Sri Lanka's economy has been plagued by structural issues. And the government has never really attempted to solve it. Instead, it always adopted shortcuts. As the India Today article states, in the last 15 years, apparently, every government has ordered sovereign bonds with no option for repayment. The government managed to raise its foreign exchange reserve by only borrowing foreign currencies rather than exporting goods and services. As a result, its foreign exchange reserves were subject to market volatility. And apart from poor governance, the Russia-Ukraine conflict and subsequent Russian banking sanctions also had a severe impact on Sri Lanka's tourism and other sectors. Sri Lanka, in its true sense, is broke. But what is being done to aid the country? Well, according to reports, China has considered giving Sri Lanka a $1.5 billion loan. And on March 18th, the China Development Bank apparently even granted the South Asian country a $500 million loan. On the other hand, India too has provided more than $1.5 billion in financial aid, a total of $2.5 billion to be precise. This includes two lines of credit for the procurement of fuel, food and medicines. The dispute between India and China in Sri Lanka has been festering for years and both nations have clearly gone out of their way to assist the cash-strapped country. But why is that? Simply because they expect to receive more power in exchange. Coming back to the topic, the economic crisis has also prompted a large number of Sri Lankans to flee the nation and relocate to Tamil Nadu. According to a first post report, 16 refugees arrived in Tamil Nadu earlier this month from the Jaffna and Manar areas. So right now, Sri Lanka is heavily dependent on loans from neighborhood countries and tea exports. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.